this 2023 Talladega 2 recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And already, if you're watching on YouTube, Corey LaJoy making his triumphant appearance on the screen. Cody, I mean, listen, the floor is yours uh, because you, my friend, have been on this and trumpeting this Corey LaJoy train for a long time. And it hit, my friend, in a good way. It did. Fourth place for Corey LaJoy. Crossed the line in fifth, but uh, obviously, officially a fourth place finish now. We'll talk about that as we get there. Oh, Rod, I'm so excited. What a day. We got Talladega in the books. A great race. The commandment held up. Uh, Corey LaJoy gets a good finish. We got some drama after the fact. We had some big-time drama in the truck series we get to talk about. So much fun. And, Rod, we're going to Iowa Speedway. They are, it's not officially announced, but but uh, Jordan Bianchi at The Athletic is reporting it. So that is pretty much the same as being officially announced. Looks like they're going to at least this season, maybe not after that, but at least this coming season, 2024, we'll get Xfinity and Cup Series there. I'm pumped for that. It is obviously fairly close to where I live. Uh, so that will give me two different tracks to be able to make it to for sure this year in short driving distance. So excited for that. Man, what a fun week. We cashed a couple of bets. Again, you, you go in expecting to lose it all. Be happy if you hit anything. We hit a few in, in each race. So that was nice. It was a good weekend. Now we get to uh, load up and do it again at, at another crazy wild card in, in the Rovo that I'm excited to break down uh, later in the week. Yeah, and, and really, honestly, the the craziness that happened too, especially during the, the truck race, we'll break that down. But I mean... I don't know, man. Like I, I was, I was not ready for what I saw afterwards. Uh, I guess I should have been given what we had seen on the track, but what a, yeah, what a crazy weekend. John little in the chat. What up Roddy V and Cody Z. That's, that's I, like, I like that. It rolls right off the tongue. Roddy V and Cody Z. Hell well, yeah. Rod, I mean, my family knows me as Roddy. In fact, we just watched oh. little videos of little Roddy back in the day. Oh. So yeah, I see some videos of little Roddy. Oh my God. I, <laughs> 
let's just say suffice one had a, a cat and a diaper in it and that's the one my family loves to bring up all the time uh yeah it's insane but anyways so talladega there was no cats no diapers in the making of that race uh but here's the thing right for for what it's worth both races went i think exactly the way i thought they were going to go and and maybe even a little less chaotic in the cup series uh two yellow i'm well, yeah i mean yeah we, we really you got one big wreck and then the big wreck at the end which uh, how they made it to the last lap before that one happened yeah i thought for sure it was gonna come about eight laps to go is where i was like here we go it's coming and they took the white flag and i was like i was curious how far are we gonna make it right do we get do we get onto the back stretch do we make it into turn three they came all the way back to the line which was great and an amazing finish uh i am curious does the does the official win distance change now that Harvick has been disqualified? Or uh, oh my god, because <laughs> uh, Blaney, man, three of them, three times he's won by. That was the farthest distance he'd won by in his three wins there, which just insane how close it was. Uh, yeah, great finish, great race, uh, and like the racing throughout the day, like three wide a lot of the day. You had comers, you had goers. It wasn't the easiest to to make a move and and you know fly up on the outside or anything, but. It was constantly moving and shaking. Somebody would get hung out, they'd fall back, and you'd have guys working their way back up through it. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it was a really good race, um, and and yeah, not as chaotic as you would have thought. Obviously, we kind of had the the one kind of big one ish early on, and then obviously the last lap thing that uh, that did it and kept the commandment alive. So that was fun. <laughs> well, so my daughter, first of all, my youngest loves Blaney, loves Bubba, so she was super thrilled of the fact that Blaney ended up winning. And I joked to her, I was like, look, he won by Lightning McQueen's tongue. <laughs> was, yeah, well, he did. <laughs> that was about as close as it was, a, a tongue for Ryan Blaney. And what, what again, like you said, what would have made it better is even if Kevin Harvick would have won, uh, this is the weirdest disqualification I've ever heard. A windshield, this is nothing that old school NASCAR racers would have even worried about. A windshield wiper was not properly secured. It was well. It was like uh, I think it was the bolts in the windshield that were coming out. Which, from what I've heard from from people that have or or do work in the industry, could gain an advantage. So it was windshield fasteners weren't that weren't secure. Uh, oh. Bolt that hold in the windshield uh, in place backed out over the course of 500 miles is what Stuart Haas says from their official statement. They're not going to uh, not going to appeal it. Uh, it doesn't really change much. I think the the one thing as far as the playoff picture that it changes is Chastain's one point farther back now because everyone moved up one point except for Chastain because the last two places both pay one point because we had 37 entries or whatever it was. But So he didn't get anything um lajoy moved into 10th and the two guys because i think stage two is where harvick had had a seventh place eighth place finish maybe so a couple guys moved up but it was nobody in the playoff run so it, it really didn't change anything as far as the playoffs go um it sets up perfectly though rod right because here's here's how this goes is now when they get to phoenix and he leads every lap and laps the entire field and everybody's like that car can't be legal they're gonna be like of course it's legal. Look, if it wasn't legal, we, we disqualified him at Talladega. It's beautiful. Like, they're just setting it up perfectly. It's 
Oh man, I'm gonna have so much money on Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. <laughs> All the script writers are working on very hard on that for sure. Um, all right, so listen, I, I want to talk real quick before we get to, to break, though. I want to talk about this this Iowa thing because I'm excited now because now not only do I have more of a reason to go out to see you and Justin, but now we've got a reason. And in fact, for I, I also uh, am, am a contributor for Frequency's sake, and they are based out of the Quad Cities, which is oh. in that area. So It's like everybody that I know is in that area, which means I've got to go watch a race in Iowa, yeah? I I think so. I think that uh, we need to make sure we get that to happen. Obviously, so it sounds like uh, from the reports, NASCAR's hoping to release the schedule on Wednesday. So later on this week, we'll be... And there's a lot of changes. A lot of things are going to look different. Iowa is going to be the only new track, uh, it sounds like, because Montreal is not. And that was the reason. Uh, We can break this. Maybe Friday, we can kind of go through the schedule. We'll have a... A free day because there's no trucks this week, so we'll have underdog picks, obviously. But I think it'd be nice to to go through the schedule and kind of look at everything. But Montreal was going to be added, uh, kind of fell through from what it sounds like, and so Iowa was kind of the backup plan. They used to race Xfinity there. IndyCar still goes there. They they hold plenty of events there. Great little track, uh, fastest was it three quarter? I think it's three quarters of a mile, fastest three quarter of a mile in the world or whatever on the planet. I think they call it. Uh, I had a, I was there at I at the. Indy car race this last year, so much fun. But yeah, for sure. I think we need to get you out there. If we do, um, there's already been a little bit of talk behind the scenes about maybe maybe getting a live show together or something. So uh yeah, and then obviously Justin Miranda will be there. It uh it would be great. So uh might be having a little Midwest get together next year if this uh once we gotta figure out dates and, and work out all the behind the scenes, but uh stay tuned for sure. And, and I think we're going to offer everybody in the Discord a special over-under on the minute mark at which Cody and I lose sobriety. Because uh, if, we're, <laughs> if we're drinking with Justin and Miranda, oh, that's, that show is going to go off the rails quickly. It could so very quickly. <laughs> that would be amazing stuff. So, um, All right, well then let's talk about Talladega, and we will do so after we tell you about game time. Listen, I hate buying tickets. 1,000% cannot stand buying tickets for any sort of event. Doesn't matter if it's a sporting event, if it's a theater event, if it's a concert that I cannot wait to see. I hate buying tickets because nine times out of 10, I don't know if I'm going to make it until the day before or maybe even a week before. And at that point, it's already too late because then I don't know if there's any tickets left. I don't know how much I'm going to get charged for them or if I'm even going to be buying them from somebody who's marked the price up 15 times over so they can make money off of my procrastination. That's gone. Game time has replaced all of that stress with the opportunity for me to wait to buy all the tickets that I want to buy and get them at a fair price and not get absolutely gouged. Plus, Not only that, if I do end up finding a better price later on, then I'm going to get credited 110% of the difference of what I found it for. I cannot stress to you enough how much less stress I have because I get to buy tickets from GameTime, the GameTime app. So you, join me in this. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. For those of you watching on YouTube, just understand that there are now 15 more buttons that I've got to push in, in this. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm not super jealous about that. <laughs> it's all right, though. I make it work. I like what I do. Uh, so I will push all the buttons you need me to push. So, uh, All right. Trucks started us off in Talladega, Cody. And, and we thought that this was going to be a wet and wild one. We were ready for it. There were, listen, there's 94 laps in this race scheduled. All right. 41 of those we ran under yellow. Jesus Christ, you guys. Eight la- eight cautions for 41 laps. We only got not barely half the race, uh, more, a little more than half the race under green flag conditions. But in the end, this was a race that we had circled. Man, we had all, all of it circled for the most part until it wasn't. That's how it usually works, right? Uh, Zane Smith, Rod. Mm. Oh, buddy. Woof. Things not looking good as we uh, head forward. He's he's basically in a must win going to Homestead to try and make the final four. Not something you would have predicted going into the season for sure. So been interesting. We've obviously documented a lot of of his finishes and, and his runs lately. But I, I just wanted to toss that out there, and we'll we'll talk about him a little more in a minute. But let's start it off. Brett Moffat to finish on the podium plus four twenty five. The case here, Rod was he's going to be fast. He was going to be good. And uh, he was probably going to be pushing his Zine Smith, right? And they mentioned that his crew chief mentioned it during the broadcast when they interviewed him. Uh, the broadcast mentioned it, right? They brought this truck in to push Zane Smith, to help Zane Smith. Well, Zane Smith was taken out fairly early. And uh, which, by the way, man, that crew member. Holy Dude. shit. If you have not seen that crew member getting hit on pit road. Whew, that, for one, tough son of a bitch. These, mm-hmm. these guys. He's got two tires in his hands. He leaps to try and hurdle it. Puts a dent so big in the side of the truck that they thought a tire hit the truck. Like, just insane. But luckily, he's... uh, I'm I'm typing in the document again, Rod. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Anyways, um, so... No, listen. So I want to add on to that, though, because what's crazy is this. So I I went out, and I was was at a Comic-Con convention earlier in the weekend, and this dude... Uh, there's a wrestling match. They always bring wrestling matches out to, and there's a dude that's like seven thousand feet tall. That guy reminded me of that guy because he was so big and so domineering. I couldn't even imagine like the truck probably said "ow" when it hit that guy because that, and it took his truck out. Yeah, well, and they said, uh, "God, I saw somebody on Twitter, and I wish I could give him credit, but somebody had posted something like." Uh, how many times have have you and a truck gotten in a car accident? And you could say <laughs> you you came out on the better side of it, or or something like he he literally came out on the better side of that wreck. So, anyways, uh, Brett Moffat uh, to finish on the podium was the thought because he was going to be up there. Well, Rod, with no uh, with no Zane Smith to to uh, push, he decided he would just win the race. So glad to see him back in victory lane, former champion of the sport. Um, a lot of talk, a lot of rumors. He might be getting that 38 truck next season. This was maybe a little bit of a tryout for that. I'd say he aced the test if that was the case, because obviously wins the race. So he cashed the podium finish plus 425. Um, he had been somebody I looked at to win, but I think he was only like 16 to one. So it's kind of like, meh. I like the podium number better. Obviously, if you had him to win, great. But I've uh, got, got the podium number cleared at least. So uh, that was a good way to start out the betting card. That's a great way to start out the betting card. And you're right. I mean, listen, if that it, there's very difficult to get any better than a win if you're going to audition for a ride later on down the way. Um, all right. My next bet was Christian Eckes uh, as a top five car at plus 120. 
Christian Eckes led eight laps in this race. He was running very well for most of this race and then decided to make a move, and that bit him in the ass, and he slid all the way back. Drop, all the drop way back. The, the parachute came out and everything. Ugh. Man, it is it is insane. My wife was like, how does it look like that guy's not even... I don't remember, I remember if it was that race or the cup race, but one where somebody jumped out, and I go... Oh, there they go. And she goes, and she's like, she doesn't pay that much attention, but she's looking at it. And she goes, how do you go backwards so fast? I'm like, that's the power of the draft. Like, if you get out of the draft, it is insane how fast they fall back. That's what happened to Eckes, unfortunately. You, you probably should have cashed this one. It, it was right there. Unfortunate. Um, I had a couple of top five guys. Spencer Boyd at 10 to 1. I gave the disclaimer that he had to make the race. Rod, he did not make the race, so uh, that one hopefully got voided by your book or you waited to to put it in. Um, but then I gave out Brett Holmes at uh, plus 700 to finish in the top five. He looked like he had a chance. Uh, he was kind of mixing it up all day, fifth in stage one. He was eighth in stage two, just kind of up there in the mix throughout the day. Uh, unfortunately, ends up falling back to 16th at the end of the race, so did not cash this one. But um, another one that I felt good about having, right? He he showed his presence up there throughout the day, had a chance. It didn't work out for him, but uh, again, Staladega for you. Well, it, like I said, it didn't matter if we played it safe or if we took a chance because both of these things came and bit us. Remember, we were talking about how one was playing it safe and one was, one was rolling the dice. Well, unfortunately, my safe play of Carson Josevar as the top five once again did not pan out. <sighs> Second at the end of stage one, sec or third at the end of stage two, Carson Josevar winds up finishing in 11th place after a starting 7th. Look, and he was around the front too, like I said, the whole time, finishing inside the top 5 in both stages. Another one of those cars just did not have it at the end. Uh, obviously got kind of, I think, messed up by that last caution as well, um, where he got caught up in it. He was in that accident in the front stretch. Uh, made a little contact and wiped out his day, but Damn it all, man. I had two cashing up until the very, very end, and that was it. Yeah, another one that, that looked good, unfortunately, just didn't quite fall your way. Um, I had Group B, Taylor Gray, to win that at plus 520. Again, this was just uh, value, right? You take the guy that's the longest shot in the group, see if he has a chance. Gray actually ran pretty good. Uh, he was running seventh place in stage two. Uh, again, ended up in, in 18th at the end of the day, so was still running, but uh, not... Not up there in front. Chandler Smith was in that group. He obviously finished in fourth. Um, Kligerman was in that group. He finished ahead of him. Moffat obviously won the race. Sanchez and Purdy, I believe, both finished behind him as they were caught up in. Uh, Sanchez Purdy was, for, Purdy was for yeah. sure. Yeah, Sanchez. Where did Sanchez end up? He ended up in uh, uh, seventh. He ended up in seventh oh, place. Yeah. So most of these, he didn't beat most of these people. But again, you're just looking. You're looking for value in this, right? And it's plus 520. If all these guys get swept up in a, in a wreck, maybe it goes the other way. So uh, unfortunately, didn't cash. But uh, again, Talladega for you. That's Really, that's whether you hit it or whether you didn't, that's kind of the explanation for every bet, right? It's Talladega. Like, that's why Brad Moffitt hit on the podium, right? Because it's Talladega. Well, that's what that's we were talking about. didn't cash because it's Talladega. <laughs> that's what we were talking about when we were handicapping. We were like, we could just basically say, because Dega, and that's about the only case we need to make, which was uh, this one in a nutshell. Ben Rhodes is a top three car because Dega. Ben Rhodes ends up finishing in second 
started wow, in that's eighth. That's like three of the last four. He's been second or something. He has. Jeez, it, come on, man. It's been ridiculous. And listen, for Ben Rhodes, too, he didn't finish inside the top ten at the end of the first stage, but he did end up climbing into fifth uh, at the end of stage two. Ben Rhodes, I didn't think he was going to get into the top three. Honestly, it was that last push. That was actually the one that kind of propelled him into that top three. He was running right about that 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 line, right? In, in any particular time, it was he was in the top three, then he wasn't in the top three, then he was in the top three. So really, I mean, one more lap, and that could have been different too for Ben Rhodes. So thankfully, we got the right lap, and he ended up finishing inside the top three. Yeah, absolutely. Great call by you. Man, we hit, uh, do we only give out two top three plays and we hit both of them? That's oh, pretty, yeah. that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, pretty nice way to, to go into the week. I gave out a couple of top forwards. You about Corey Roper at 20 to one. Uh, he did end up getting caught up in that last wreck. He was kind of, he's kind of just hanging around there, right? Wasn't, wasn't necessarily up front, but he was, he was hanging out, got caught up in that last wreck. So that one didn't cash. Haley Deegan though, Rod, at 12 to 1, nowhere to be found throughout the entire day, which is, you know, kind of what you expect. There's that big wreck that sends it to overtime, cleans everyone out. Haley Deegan right there at the end finishes in eighth place. This is exactly what you're looking for because if you look at the board, now Ford's finished first and second. Obviously, she didn't cash this, but Rod, after that, Haley Deegan in eighth, you have to go all the way to 21st for Ty Majeski for the next Ford. That's exact. That's why you place this type of bet. If Rhodes and Moffat would have, wrecked each other at the end of that, going for the win. Any number of things could have happened here. Haley survived the chaos, which is what you wanted. She was 25th, I think, before that final wreck that sent us to overtime. Ends up 8th at the end of the day. Uh, and and that's, that's why you place this type of bet. I think this was one of the better bets that I made personally on the weekend. It didn't cash, but the thinking was right, and, and it almost played out uh, so uh, I thought that, that that was a good call there. Hey, and Deegan starting 23rd, making it to 8th. That just shows you <laughs> exactly because of Dega. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, I had Zane Smith as the top forward at plus 225. We already talked about his shortcomings and the when fact gonna that... you're going to stop betting on this guy, Rod? I've been trying to tell now you. Now I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one. I mean, listen, I, the, the fact of the matter is when he slid in there sideways, that was it. That was it for me. I was like, I'm done with Zane Smith. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I don't know what all the deal because I just that from hitting that guy is not that's not what took that truck out. They obviously had some other issues. Uh, the brakes were an issue. I think he had a clutch issue or something when he was getting back out there. Uh, it seemed like there were some deeper issues inside of that truck. So unfortunate for that team. Uh, like I said, minus thirty six going into Homestead. We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks when we head to Homestead. But they got their work cut out for them, and they're going to have to throw a hail mary and, and win a race, which. He's very much capable of, although he hasn't won a race since March. So it's been a hot minute, but uh, it's just been a rough, rough time for that 38 truck lately, which is uh, too bad and unfortunate. I had Tyler Hill to finish in the top five at plus 1700 to be the top Toyota at plus 3300. Um, he ended up getting caught up in one of those earlier wrecks, uh, ends up finishing in 30th. So you really didn't get too much of a chance. That was like the second wreck on the day or something like that. It was, it was pretty early. He got, uh, God, him and somebody, was it Ankrum, I think, maybe got into like kind of a pissing match, I think, and like almost just wrecked each other, it looked like. So that was unfortunate. That sweet Buffalo Wild Wings paint scheme, I thought that was a pretty cool-looking truck, too. Um, so I, I don't know. You end up with two Toyotas in the top five, but again, much like the Fords, you got to go all the way to 17th for the next best Toyota after that. Dean Thompson, 
actually finishing a race. That's like maybe the first time in history. Uh, he ends up being the top Toyota, but again, you're taking stabs at these um, and hoping for for kind of different results. Um, but it wasn't the case this this time. But again, eh, you know, it's Dega. It is Dega, which is why my winning truck between ten and nineteen ends the streak at plus two ten. I thought really yeah, did do, think. Do you Dega's. count a super speedway as ending a streak? I mean, oh, that's ah, true. I don't really. Okay, it's, you know, it's it's more of just an educated guess. So I think or the streak's still intact. Super speedways don't count. All right, well, I'll take that because uh, yeah, Brett Moffitt thirty four wins the race. Ben Rhodes ninety nine after that. But Dean Thompson number five in third place. That was uh that was pretty good. Corey Heim I thought had a good shot. Um, Sanchez had led twenty five laps of this race. Was the two car. Um, you know, like I said, Christian Eckes leading eight laps, uh, even Tanner Gray leading 12, right? Chase Purdy leading 11. A lot of the guys that led this this race were all between that range. Unfortunately, none of them could end up leading the last lap. So uh, that's all right, because we'll take we'll take the uh, the bigger 701 of it, uh, uh, you know, for him finishing in the top three. We'll take that instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my winners had Ben Rhodes 12 to one, second place again. That's two years in a row. Had the same bet, had the same heartbreak. Had Taylor Gray at 25 to 1. Like I mentioned before, ended up in 18th, but was kind of up in the mix all day. Had some stage finishes there. Deegan, 75 to 1. One more big wreck. Maybe she squeezes through there. And really, that's what you're looking for. Like it, she's not one that's going to mix it up and be up front throughout the throughout the plate race. It's it's ultimate chaos. And we <laughs> like you said, half the laps were under caution. So chaos ensued for sure. Uh Spencer Boyd, 125 to 1. Ride got to make the way race to win the race. He did not make the race, so uh, that was unfortunate. Indeed, it was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I get Endfinger at 12-1, to 1, just not even a factor to win. He was never really in the mix at all. He finished 13th, started 25th, but again, that, that uh, 23 truck, I think it actually even got caught up in something early. Yeah, I did. On, on lap 52, there was an accident that took he him up. A- just his he got truck caught up was in like eight different things. Yeah, they, they kept mentioning, "Oh, rough day for Grant Enfinger," and boy, he just was bouncing off of everything throughout the day. Well, and his truck looked like Frankenstein too. By the end of it, was mostly it was mostly he was, he was ready bond. for Halloween early. <laughs> it was mostly bond, uh, bear bond, or, or the the tape on there, uh, yeah. more car than that. So yeah, uh, just frustrating day for Enfinger. There was no chance for him to to win. I mean, look, he he hung in there as much as he could, but he just wasn't going to win. So. Yeah, and then real quick, just for, for Truck Series standings, um, we got one race left before the championship race. There's only two races left on the season. <laughs> Rod, oh, that makes me so sad to say that. I don't even want to think about that. But uh, Heim is obviously locked in because of his win previously. Hosovar sitting good at plus 23, but then really it's wide open after that. You got Ekus at nine to the good, Sanchez at three to the good, Enfingers three to the bad, Rhodes three to the bad, Ty Majeski minus 19, Zane Smith minus 36. Rod, if you'd have told me when these playoffs started, Ty Majeski and Zane Smith were going to be the two longest shots going into the final race before the final four. Oh, you're going to put Corey Heim in there without those two guys at Phoenix. Not saying, hey, these guys can win, obviously, at, uh, you know, Majeski's crew chief. He's cooking up some stuff. They might be have some cheating car to, to win at Homestead. But uh, this, this could be an interesting final race in a couple of weeks here. Unfortunately, um, let's see. That is uh, October twenty first. So we got three. Why are we taking three weeks off? Killing me. But yeah, coming back in three weeks for the Homestead Miami race for the trucks. Um, and then what we we gotta we gotta talk about the fight real quick, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you okay, what. Let's so, let's do this. Yeah, let's talk about the, the break, fight. Then we'll talk about the fight. Exactly. We'll talk about the fight after I tell you about underdog fantasy we are brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long or drive along with your favorite drivers all season long you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five and from now until october 4th underdog is matching 100 of your first deposit up to 500 dollars one hundred thousand dollars sundays continue on underdog fantasy there's a total of two million dollars in prizes all season long you get $100,000 in prizes just this week alone. 10 lucky people are going to wake up $10,000 richer. There's a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. So watch along, make your picks. In fact, we'll have some underdog fantasy picks coming up for you as a special episode on Friday because we got no trucks this week, as Cody just said. So we'll give you some underdog plays like we did last week. Make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. So, like you said, there was a little scrap, a little, little, little bit of a tussle going on between uh, our, our chiseled veteran uh, and, and a younger man. But... Uh, Man, what a what a ridiculous, crazy scenario that was. Yeah, so uh, this is going to be interesting because I have not seen any video of the punch, which there's cameras everywhere. There's video, especially in the garage area. They've got security footage and stuff. So I would assume NASCAR is going to have a chance to take a look at this. Sanchez says that Crafton walked up behind him, tapped him on the shoulder. Sanchez turned around, and it was boom, punch. Crafton says... He got Sanchez's attention. Sanchez started threatening him. Crafton punched him. If it is version one, and NASCAR can prove it, that that Crafton just sucker punched him a good 20, 30 minutes after the heat of the moment, then you're you're hitting a guy in the face like that. Might be looking at a suspension for Crafton. And obviously, they've got some time to review this. There's not a truck race for three more years. Uh, but if it is situation two, they had talked. Sanchez said something, and that's what Crafton said. He felt like he def- needed to defend himself and punched. I think then it's probably a fine. You lose some points. Who cares? He's not in the playoffs anyways at this point. Uh, and and we probably move on about that. So it'll be interesting to see what they find. What I, I can't believe that no videos have surfaced of the fight. There's just a video of, of right after the punch, or of the punch, right? Video right after, and Sanchez is yelling, I'll fucking kill you, and Boy, that's uh, Jesus. Yeah, that that to me. Sanchez's <laughs> mom is involved with her Instagram post, and yeah, it's going to be an interesting scenario. <laughs> well, okay, so a couple of things. One, road rage is real, and it's real amongst us civilians that don't drive race cars in a pack for three hours. And you know, well, okay, this race wasn't three hours, but you know, all the caution flag. Actually, that's damn true because it was a long, long race. But you know, again, road rage is real, and and we're not driving an inch apart from the the car in front of us or getting hit in the back nine ways to Sunday. So I, I guess I can understand like everybody's elevated frustrations. I I totally understand that. So either way, to me, like even if Matt Crafton did sucker punch Nick Sanchez, which as many years as Crafton has been in this sport, I'm Dude's not like he's what forty four. Is he really sucker punching a twenty two? Like, well, and okay, listen, I'm forty seven. Okay, <laughs> and and I'm gonna get out of a car, and I'm probably not. I'm 
First of all, my back's going to no, ache. I, if I'm, I'm picking any cry. truck driver to punch me, though, Crafton is not the guy I want no, hitting me. No. He looks like he could throw a punch, and clearly he broke Sanchez's nose, and they had to glue his face. So he hit him pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes of this. I think we'll probably later on in the week, NASCAR usually Tuesday, they'll announce penalties and stuff. So I'm assuming they're, well, they've said they're looking at the footage and, and trying to place everything together. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of it but uh boy what a talladega get those get those tempers flaring for sure yeah well again that's why they say it's dega baby because dega, I mean, baby smacked <laughs> in the face if you're not careful uh but yeah i could i could totally understand and like i said it's me i'm, I'm 47 my back is gonna hurt like i'm gonna get out i'm not gonna want to hit somebody that's not the first <laughs> thing i want to do so especially after a half hour of cooling down i mean if you yeah whatever it's i don't know it'd be interesting to see like you said what's going to come out of this but i i think we i think we may see it cool off because there's three weeks i don't think it's going to be as big of a, an issue next week as it as it would have been now i uh, will see if both of these guys are racing at homestead oh yeah well. uh sanchez we'll see how much he cools off over three weeks but i think sanchez wrecks crafting if he gets the opportunity i he he didn't get a chance to to punch him back. Uh, so I think that Sanchez will perp and then that'll be a whole deal. Cause is Sanchez is Sanchez still alive in the playoffs too, isn't he? So he's gotta be careful. Yeah, he is. Because, he's gotta be really careful. Yeah. You yeah, so he shouldn't because he's actually above the cut line right now. He's three to the good. So mm-hmm. eh, maybe I, maybe cooler heads prevail as far as get him back next year or something. Like you're going to have your opportunity, but don't fuck up a championship opportunity because that would be really fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Team orders are probably like, cool it. Yeah. Don't even think yeah. about it. So, yeah. So we'll see. But we'll see. all right, let's go over to the cup race. Cup right? race, baby. Yeah, the cups did take it. And like, like I said, like we had talked about just a second ago, like this was probably the most tame talladega race with a lot of action going on that was the thing yeah well now's it yeah tame but action pat like and there were so many times where somebody would bobble in the field and you go oh i always and i'm so good i like as i'm sitting there i go oh shit and my wife's like what what's it what and i'm like oh they almost she's like what i'm like (laughs) oh trust me they were about to go they were about to wreck it was gonna happen but uh no there were so many times where it was like oh and even jeff burton gets the same like jeff burton and i have similar reactions where he's like oh they're good oh oh, they're good okay (laughs) and it's like because you just man it is it's incredible like we said earlier uh three three wide like half the race this never i don't i don't remember a single time in this race where we got to that single file follow the leader stuff like 500 miles too they had that extra extra hundred like they never settled in. It was consistently too wide. That third lane was always trying to form. Somebody was going in there. You had big runs. You had all of it. So I thought it was a great race. Not a lot of chaos, right? We had the one wreck early where where Stenhouse runs out of gas and and then Chastain ends up in the wall and that could hurt Chastain's chance at a championship bid. Although really, the Cup Series, this is pretty crazy too. Like Kyle Busch is, is 26 points out and that's it's getting up there a lot of points out but other than that like chastain's only 10 out wallace is only nine out reddick's only two out like and then the you know the bottom four guys are all 19 points above the cutoff or less like 
Byron and Blaney obviously have punched their ticket to the next round. Hamlin's plus 50. He's sitting pretty good going to the final round here. But, uh, yeah, it's, man, I don't know, just just crazy how it kind of all worked out. But then to not have another big – we had the one wreck on the front stretch there, and Kozlowski almost left the ground, and that could have maybe been ugly. But luckily those, those flaps worked, right, and he stayed on the ground. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, until the last lap, uh, we, did, we didn't have – the, the absolute and utter chaos that I thought maybe we were going to get. And really, too, like you said, we were anticipating that big one with the energy of all of that going on in that third lane, peeking its head out and then not, and then ducking back down. I was very happy with how the whole race went because after having witnessed 41 laps of caution, um, you know, and, and even frustratingly enough, the red flag that had come out uh, on this one, too, for a yep. hot second, I was like, damn it. Man, I know that we've had a very nice and smooth race, but like I don't need a red flag right now. Let's let's not have this red flag. But even that was not very much uh, uh, damaging to the situation. But yeah, again, Ryan Blaney wins this race. My daughter is super thrilled over the fact that uh, that twelve car ended up winning. She was uh, she was stoked, and I was stoked too. Got to got to feel good for Ryan Blaney. Obviously, he cashed a bet for me, but uh, yeah, very very happy with the way he ran his race overall, just need, where he needed to be when he needed to be there. Yeah, I, I big big Ryan Blaney fan here. So uh, he's very good super speedway racer, and more specifically at Talladega. He's kind of the turning into the Keselowski, right? He's got three wins now. You know, Keselowski's got his six, um, and, and he just, he's so good at finding himself right there at the end with that chance, squeaks out those close victories. Like, he's obviously got it figured out how to and Harvick obviously lost his drafting partner as, as Herbs got turned there. But, uh, yeah, incredible race. All right, Rod, should we break down the bets? Let's do it. Rod, the one commandment for super speedway racing. Fade Kyle Larson. Oh, I was about to read oh, it to you. Oh, sorry. Ah, no, I no, that's okay. That's okay. I should have set it up for you. I'm sorry. But gonna get the, tone the commandment tablets. is thou shalt fade Kyle Larson. Because why, Rod? Because Kyle Larson always gets up in the wreck. I don't care that it was only 200 feet before the caution flag. Guess what happened? There was a wreck, and Kyle Larson was caught up in it. Uh, I did throw out two head-to-heads. I had Denny Hamlin over him. Hamlin finishes third officially after the change of, of moving up a spot. Larson still finished 15th, so not a bad day for Larson at all. But again, he was running up, up front throughout the day. Here's this is the day he gets it done, and he finds the wreck. He waited until the last possible second, still found the wreck like he always does. I also had Kyle Busch over Kyle Larson. Unfortunately, he was kind of a victim of that uh, that Stenhouse running out of gas thing, wrong place, wrong time, ended up getting into Chastain there. Never really recovered from that damage, had pieces of parts flying off of that thing later on. So uh, unfortunately, he did not beat Kyle Larson as, as Busch ended up in 25th. His... Uh, Looking like he's probably going to have to win at the Roval, most likely. It's going to be, we'll talk about this as we get into the week, but there's going to be people points racing. Um, and Tyler Reddick said it in his interview afterwards. He's points racing. like, And we'll see as they go into the week, right? Maybe they'll they'll adjust their strategy or whatever, but likely going to be points racing. And some people like Kyle Busch are going to have to try and flip the stages and, and win this thing to move on. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Bush did not beat him, but Denny Hamlin did cash over Kyle Larson. 
And also, uh, I had taken a Bush bet as well. I took Christopher Bell over Kyle Bush. This one had its moments uh, as as Christopher Bell got in an accident in lap 61. And I thought for sure that was basically it. Uh, Bell ends up going a lap down at one point as well. And and um, just, again, I thought, man, this is, this is not going to cash overall. But... Credit to that 20 team, man. They got Christopher Bell. He started 15th, but managed a 14th place finish. Right line at the right place. Even led a couple of laps uh, in this race as well. It, that just tells you a testament as to as to exactly what went on. And it wasn't as if he led those laps early. Oh, he did, actually. He led lap 41 and 42 um, around that lap. But then, of course, got caught up. Even still, Kyle Busch at the end of this looked like he had an opportunity to be in the top 10 or somewhere around the top 10, which would have taken Bell. And listen, literally, I blinked and Bell was above Bush. So um, that should tell you that how quickly that happened. It wasn't happening up until the very end. So thankfully, this one happened and it cashed Bell over Bush at minus 110. Yeah, that, that was a great call by you. Uh, man, it's hard to bet on Kyle Busch right now. It's uh, again... Similar to Zane Smith, right? It's it's been just rough for that team. Not enough chaos for this next bets, unfortunately. To to cash, you needed some more bigger ones, maybe some overtime finish uh, to cash these, I think. But Ty Dillon, top ten at eight to one, top Chevrolet hundred to one. He ends up in twenty seventh. Uh, again, he was he's just kind of running there at the end, beat some guys like like an Alex Bowman, uh, but. You needed you needed the chaos. You needed more cars to not be running at the end of this for this one to really have a chance. So, uh, just kind of unfortunate that for this bet, anyways, that there wasn't more chaos earlier in the race and and taking some people out. Dylan, I mean, he did kind of mix it up throughout the race. Like you saw him, he finished ninth in stage two. So, like again, these types of guys in these types of cars, it doesn't matter how what the car is really. Like they can run up there in the pack. They can run good. He's a good plate racer, um, and. Uh, the results just weren't there at the end, but you're building for chaos with this one. So unfortunately he did not cash. Hey, he led two laps even in this race. So, I mean, he was out front for a good two laps. That, that tells you exactly how Dega Dega can be after a while. Uh, speaking of, of chaos, too much chaos happened to take this next one out. Now it's Carson, Carson Hosevar as a top 10 car. Unfortunately, he did not get to finish this race really at all. Uh, lap 161, he got taken out. Finished 35th officially. I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't even anywhere near the top 10 most of the day, which is why he ended up getting taken out in that one. The 43 was the better of the legacy cars in this race overall. Uh, but yeah, the 42 didn't get it. The 43. Well, let's just get into it, Rod. Eric Jones, was he in this race? Yes. I, maybe he was. Was he? I, he, I don't he, remember saying him. He was running around the I, front for a little bit. Was he? I don't remember. It must have been the part where we were at the volleyball game because I don't remember it. I was big on Eric Jones this weekend. Loved him. He's been so good at Talladega. Three finishes of sixth place in a row. Uh, took him for the top 10, plus 175, top five at five to one. Uh, he started 26th. He finished 26th. I don't remember seeing him anywhere but 26th. Uh, Rod says he was, so I'll take his word for it. He led four uh, laps. I'm telling you, he was up <laughs> he front let for me four down. Laps. I'll say that. It's. I, I really expect him to be kind of mixing it up in the front more. And again, maybe it's more of a you need a chaos and he is, he survives the chaos. And then he, he and, and that's what's tough with guys like Eric Jones. Like, was he kind of holding back, waiting for that wreck to happen? Then he would take advantage of it type of thing because that's what he's done in the past. It didn't work out this time, unfortunately. So 
is what it is, but uh, I'm I'm pretty disappointed in Eric Jones this week. I'm pretty disappointed in Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You lead laps and then you don't finish inside the top ten. That's exactly what happened with Ricky. Stenhouse. How did they? I, I, this was the part of the race where I'm you know kind of watching on my phone as we're at my daughter's volleyball game. So I had I had no sound and I'm like, what the fuck just happened there? And then I see like the Packers tweets like he ran out of gas and I'm like, how what what situation did they get in where they ran out of gas right there? I, it doesn't make any sense to me. These guys uh, on super speedways like that. I mean, the the, the announcers were were trying to make excuses. I go, oh, maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe they didn't get the count right. Maybe they didn't get all of it filled and whatever else. And I'm like, mm. rookie mistakes. Come on, yeah. Guys. What are that, we doing? That doesn't seem like something that should have happened. But yeah, unfortunately, he did uh, run out of gas at the end of stage one, uh, and and psh, that was it. I mean, granted, there were points where he was uh, a factor. In, in the mix, but then not really at the same time. I mean, he wasn't ever going to finish as a top 10 car. So, I yeah, I'm frustrated with him. Yeah. Uh, top Chevrolet, I had A.J. Allmendinger 18 to 1. Hey, he finished the race, right? He, he ends up in 20th. So, uh, so finished. But also had Justin Haley 25 to 1. Snuck through for a sixth place finish, Rod. Only good enough for third Chevrolet with, with Byron and LaJoy beating him. But right there in the mix at the end. You get the wreck there at the end if, if Byron and LaJoy, I mean, LaJoy was kind of the one who started that wreck, right? He got into Herbst, kind of got him squarely and, and took him out. And, you know, had had LaJoy gotten caught up in that, had Byron got caught up in that, Haley's right there to cash this bet. Could have been a different story. So, again, running at the end with the chance, that's what you're looking for with these longer shot bets. AJ or uh, Haley gave you that. AJ, not so much. I think he was involved. I believe he was kind of slid through, slid across the line there, was involved in that wreck. But, uh, Haley definitely gave this one a chance, so that's all you're asking for. Unfortunately, did not cash, but Rod, oh, why didn't you take this guy for outright? I don't know, but you hit everything else on him. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't take him <laughs> as an outright. I, I feel like I just overlooked a really, maybe it was his odds. Maybe I wasn't really impressed with his odds, but I yeah, guess I mean, it doesn't matter Yeah, I mean, he was one end. of the favorites, so it, yeah, it, it does make it tougher. Yeah, but I had Blaney as a top five at plus 200 and a top three at plus 350. The only thing I didn't have him was all the way to the top, so... Uh, unfortunately, hey, you know, it's all right. You, you cash both of these great call by you. Hey, and I yeah. almost wasn't going to give top three. Remember I was like, ah, I like him. I'm more comfortable as a top five, but if you want, you can ladder him up to a top three, a plus three fifty. Yep. So I was very cavalier about it, but I guess I was on the right track. You were good call by you. Um, a good call by me. I had Corey LaJoy top five plus 700 and, uh, he cashed that. I had him to win at 60 to one in the mix, right? Fourth place. Hey. That's uh, that's in the mix to win at the end, so we'll take it. But does cash seven to one for the top five? Uh, of course, the one week I, I the one super speedway I mentioned, I'm a little less confident in him. He gets it done, but dude's just a good super speedway racer. I mean, nobody can argue that at this point. He's got the tools that it takes. He's good at avoiding the chaos and putting himself in position at the right time. He was there, crosses the line in fifth. Obviously, awarded fourth post race because of the uh, Harvick uh the uh, whatever so windshield penalty <laughs> what was he disqualification that's what it was dq that's the word i was looking for um uh, yeah and listen so and and what's crazy too is that that seven car was nowhere close to the top five until yeah. it mattered and that's all you ask that, for at talladega that's right he's good at it. and again like he's one of those guys that's that's good at that like he kind of stays out of the way he's tries to avoid the trouble and then he works his way up there when he needs to be up there, and right there at the end, he was in position. A little bump to Herbst. I think he was trying to push him, and at that, there's no lifting. 
front stretch, last lap of Talladega, you're not lifting. So if you're not squared up, if whatever the deal is, sucks for you, buddy. But I'm go. I gotta go. Like it's time to go. So uh, yeah, fourth place finish. That cash is the top five. So we'll take it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Ross Chastain was my bet at a top three, eight to one on Superbook. We never got to see it. Never he even was once. A top three car taken out early. I was gonna say he was one of the first three. Yeah, car take cars taken out. <laughs> the well, first car taken out. Yeah, so. one thousand percent. That's that's it. So I'll cash the eight to one as him being taken out inside the top three. Yeah, I mean when you're wrecked out that early, that was coming to the end of stage one, right? So you just you don't really have a chance to kind of see what he maybe would have had if he, if he could have been up at the end. So unfortunate uh, winners for me. I had Brad Keselowski twelve to one. It's never a good idea to bet the favorite at super speedways. I mentioned that as I gave this bet out and it was not a good idea to take it. Uh, he was so fast though. He looked so good. He was up front the whole time and then he got shuffled to the back and he almost made it. He was when they showed the replay, I'm like, how did he? And then it just, that car comes up and just, poof, and it's, oh man, it was rough, but <laughs> got into, got into Hosovar there. I thought he got us scooted around it. Unfortunately did not. Also involved in that wreck, my guy Ty Gibbs, 30 to 1. That was a hard hit for him, unfortunately. Uh, luckily, he seems like he's okay. Uh, he was pretty decent throughout the day, right? He, he was kind of mixing it up. Um, to Keselowski's point, he did finish one stage two, rather. Um, and Dylan, or, uh, Gibbs was kind of up there throughout the day. So Jones, 35 to 1. Again, nowhere to be found. But Riley Herbst, Rod, 200 to 1. He was in fourth place. As that wreck unfolded, real, real close. Obviously, he was uh, the one being spun by LaJoy. Ends up crossing the line in ninth. I believe he went backwards across the line. But, uh, man, what a good day by him. The qualifying effort, right, starts in sixth place. He was up there. Veterans were complimenting him. I believe Harvick was complimenting how good he was at pushing. I believe Blaney even mentioned it in his interview on the front stretch, like how good he was at pushing. Um, Herbst has, what, four or five starts in the Cup Series now? earning the risk all on super speedways, but he's earned the respect. I hope he continues to get these opportunities. See where he's going next year. I think there's uh, some uncertainty where he might be, might be in the Toyota camp. We'll see, but uh, yeah, I, oh, 200 to one. This would have been, would have been beautiful. It was nice to see him running up there in, in retrospect, maybe should have had a top 10 or a top five on him. Obviously would not have catched the top five, but uh, you know, it was, it was good to see him running up there and oh, sweet looking that, that white monster, uh, whatever their alcohol drink or whatever that was that was pretty cool looking car the beast that was the a beast. good yeah it was it a beast yeah. and that car was a beast all day long it too was a beast yes. so good for riley i mean again he's gonna get a chance it's just a matter of where and when and for who uh you can't have that many people in in the cup series complimenting you without them wanting to bring you on board somewhere because they <laughs> these guys want more drivers like that believe me they they want less of the sucker punches and more of the <laughs> Uh, of the polite drivers that know how to push. But um, speaking of which, Chris Busher, 14 to 1. I had him uh, as an outright and a top Ford. Nah, I mean, look, he led three laps, did Chris Busher. He was with Kozlowski. They were running around each other. But they didn't work together. Like, Not I was the way confused they were by to. that. They, they chose different lines, and there was an opportunity where they could have hooked up, and I thought for sure, here they go, and they just never did. And then it kind of fell apart and Kozlowski got shuffled out and then uh, I don't know it was just I really expected them to kind of just link and 
and not separate, and and that was not the case. No, no, it wasn't. And of course, he wasn't the top four either because Ryan Blaney was, and then even Austin Cindric, Ryan Priest, and that beautiful uh, Wonder Bread car was up there. And uh, yeah, Riley Herbst was was there as well. So nowhere close to a top four for Busher this time around. And then of course, I had Chastain at twenty five to one. We know that he never got to get uh, started. Hey, and listen. By all uh, stretch of the imagination, when I was watching that uh, that fourteen and that forty one uh, link up, I was like, "Let's go slingshot engage, baby!" But that never yes. happened. So, well, did not unfortunately. I was pretty sad about that. But, oh well. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was Talladega. Uh, that is the uh, the long and the short of the bets for Talladega. Look again. Like we said, it was a it was a great race all the way around. I think I like it better when there's not a whole lot of. Uh, shenanigans happening and and you know because for me look i don't like to see rex i don't like the color yellow first of all you know that uh which is why now our little our little <laughs> name bugs are, are in black but um yeah i mean again to me there's more there's just more strategy and there's more people making moves when there's not a lot of yellows you know i know there's a lot of of restarts and and jockeying there but like you saw that third line go in and out and in and out. And it was like one one person would jump out to try it and they'd realize it wasn't working. They'd fall back, right? And then another line would come out and then another. So that to me is more fluid than if we're watching lap after lap of yellow, you know? I'd rather watch that than all the yellow, yellow flag laps. Yeah, it can go both ways. Sometimes the chaos helps the bets. Sometimes it hurts the bets, so... It's uh keeps it exciting, but I this was a great race. I was looking at the Jeff Gluck poll, still got like fourteen hours left, but it's like eighty seven percent good race. So uh, people seem to like it, and and I thought it was was really good racing. I agree, I agree. Uh, all right, so yeah, we pack up now and we go to the Roval for another <laughs> crazy. Talk about week. a wild card. This is gonna be. This might be a. We'll see as as the odds pour out and stuff here. This might be similar to. Uh, 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 super speedway style of card because this week's going to be insane. This race is always crazy. This, this could be the final time on the Roval. We'll see. Uh, but man, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun week, crowd. Grab your cardboard and get ready for the Roval, everybody. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> oh my god, the fucking cardboard. <laughs> Ugh, don't remind me. I won't. I will. I know all the listeners were like, "Ah, oh, Rod, why'd you even do that?" It's like because that's the way it is. <laughs> but uh, I already got to stand on my Kyle Larson got caught up in a crash soapbox. That was, <laughs> that was brought up in the Discord. I was like, somebody said, "At least you get to say he got taken out." I'm like, yeah, that's right. He found his hey. He finds his way to the wrecks. It waited till the last second, but he found it. Hold on, I'm about to give. I'm about to give a a, a shout out to uh, somebody on Twitter that gave me. Gave me a little bit of, of you in it, too. It said, uh, let's see, Chris uh, at CT Jump says, uh, I hope Cody doesn't break his arm patting himself on the back about Larson, but I'm sure he will. And then and then I said, uh, so so then I replied, I said, uh, LOL, because, you know, that's how we do it now. I said, he'll be too tired from patting about LaJoy. One thing is for sure, we'll have fun breaking this one down. He says, I'm going to need a shower after listening to this episode. Thank God I cashed on Ryan Blaney. So good job, oh, uh, CT go. Jumps. Yeah, good good choice on the Blaney one there. Good job. Uh, yeah, hey, Herb, too, by the way. Herb, man, Mr. All the cashing tickets on Blaney to win as well. So good job, Herb. We, Herb approved on this yeah. episode. Herb's been, uh, Herb's been killing it here lately. Yeah, you guys maybe should be listening to Herb. <laughs> Not, <laughs> we should, uh, it's a NASCAR gambling podcast brought to you by Herb. 
he'll be happy to hear that. Anyway, so we go to the Rumble next week, and we will break it all down for you over the course of this week. Like Cody said, no trucks. So we'll give you a, another special underdog episode um, and uh, and have some fun with that as well. So, well, Cody, let's say we put Talladega behind us and uh, and get ready for Char- uh, the Roval Charlotte. Let's do it. I'm excited. You can follow me over on X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. F1 Gambling Podcast will be back this week. F1 is back in the house for the week. And then, yeah, we're going to be back uh, tomorrow. Cup picks, Xfinity picks, DFS, underdog, maybe some schedule talk. Oh, pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to start making plans to get to the track in 2024. Uh, my book, my flight is booked. No, I'm just kidding. It, 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 we booked very, very shortly. As soon as we get the date. Yeah, yeah, that's whatever. I'll just, I'll, I'll plot it out for an entire, like, two-month period, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back again, like Cody said, tomorrow with some cup action. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, Seth and Elliot holding it down on the back road this week. But, of course, catch all of my other stuff wherever I'm at on X in the bio. See you tomorrow, everyone, for some Roval. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.